Hey, this is Greg Sanders. Thanks for listening today. It's our hope that this message will help you connect to God, grow in His Word, and serve the kingdom in a greater capacity. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. And without further ado, I'm super excited because today's uh, guest speaker is our district superintendent of the Arkansas Assemblies of God, Brother Ronnie Morris. He is, uh, this is what your, now your second year that you've been uh, the district superintendent, uh, a year last week, effectively. And so um, he has done a fantastic job in this last year, and he's going to talk a little bit uh, this morning about how important it is for pastors like Pastor Greg to be taking a sabbatical and how important it is for them and their health. And I'm super excited. Uh, Brother Ronnie Morris, would you come and would you just bless us with an amazing word that I know that you have from the Lord this morning? Good morning. Uh, What a a delight it is to be back with you. Uh, I was here about six months ago. Uh, I know that you remember everything about that and sermon and all that. I was just getting my feet wet as the district superintendent. Some of you here said, well, I don't even know what a district superintendent is. Well, I can tell you that it's an incredible job. It's uh, a great ministry. Uh, I have a responsibility uh, uh, for about 400 churches, Assembly of God churches in all of the state of Arkansas. And about, now hold on right now, about 1,200 ministers. Thank you very much. Uh, I know about them because I are one. But it is uh, delightful. Uh, I really believe the Lord has given me a real vision and direction for our churches and our state. Uh, And really, it's in this one phrase, uh, healthy ministers and thriving churches. And uh, thank you for being one of the, the first to get on board and say, you know, I believe in having a healthy minister. Many times people don't understand what ministers do go through. Uh, But I can assure you, uh, I have pastored for 40 years, and I can tell you some horror stories about what I have been through personally, my family's been through personally. And just to have people around you that believe that rest is important, a Sabbath is important, a sabbatical is important, Many, many years ago, my pastor believed in me, and he told me this. He said, he said, Ronnie, you can get more done in 11 months than you can 12. He was way before his time. He pastored the same church for 48 years, and I appreciated the fact that, now, I, I didn't adhere to all of that. Um, I served in the Air Force for four years, and I don't know, they, they would always give you 30 days of leave. And so we talk about military, and we talk about health care workers, and we talk about law enforcement, but for some reason, the equation of pastors are left out. And again, I just want to say thank you. Obviously, I'm not I'm preaching to the choir here, but obviously you believe in rest and helping 
and uh, you, uh, you, I'm going to be able to sing your praises all over this district, and we can help encourage other churches to follow the same, um, to, to, to follow your example. So I, I thank you so much, and uh, I, I do believe I have a word from the Lord today for you. Uh, I know that the, the staff is uh, ready to embark upon God moments. Anybody have you ever had us? I mean, in, 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 in a, maybe had a God moment in your life? Any, any, is anybody just raise your hand? It's, I, I'm not going to call you out. Some of you act like you're in the military. You don't volunteer for anything. <laughs> All right. Uh, it, well, you certainly had a God moment if you're saved. The greatest God moment ever, right? That uh, he, he turned uh, your life around. What a great God moment. I've been privileged to have a lot of God moments. Some uh, very, well, all of them very supernatural. Um, but I, I want to, I just want to take uh, some time today. I really believe at the end I have a word for somebody here uh, in this church. Very specific word for somebody. You know, the best work that Jesus did was one-on-one. And I want you to know that God already knew about you before you ever came here this morning and knew what you were dealing with and has a very specific word for you. And I want you to turn with me this morning to the book of 1 Samuel. Just just in my uh, daily Bible reading, I'm reading through the Bible again. I read through the Bible every year. I hope that is also your habit um, if not, I want to encourage you to make it your habit. Uh, God's people loves the Word of God. Now listen, you're not going to scare me by saying amen. I'm, I'm, I'm not on nerve pills or anything like that. And I am Pentecostal. Uh, I'm not looking just for you to give me an attaboy, but um, I want you to be engaged with the Word this morning. I'm going to preach a sermon. I heard, uh, I heard this title really from somebody else, but it just, it, it, it gripped me when I heard the title. I said, I've got to go study that out. And it comes from 1 Samuel 11, verse 9. 1 Samuel 11, 9, and this is what it says. They said to the messengers who came, they said to the messengers who came, Thus you shall say to the men of Jabesh-Gilead, Tomorrow, everybody say tomorrow. tomorrow. By the, the time the sun is hot, you shall have help. Then the messengers came and reported it to the men of Jabesh, and they were glad. I mean, I'd like to have a word from the Lord that says your mess is about to become a miracle. And it's going to happen by the time the sun gets hot tomorrow, you shall have help. I believe that's true for somebody in this house today. I really do believe that somebody's mess is about to turn to a miracle. And it could happen even as early as the sunrise in the morning. I just take the word of God literally. And believe if he did it for somebody then, he'll do it for somebody right now. All you need to do is to believe it is for you. This is not just a Sunday morning that we come together and we just kind of do our Sunday morning thing. How did, how did you approach this morning? Did you approach this morning saying, God, 
I'm going to have an encounter with you. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fellowship with my brothers and sisters in the Lord. Do what you want to do in my life. That's what I believe he wants this morning. I believe he wants to give you a tremendous encounter. Let me just give you the scenario and the backdrop of this story in 1 Samuel 11. 1 Samuel 11, we read, in fact, in the very beginning... Uh, you can read and it says there was a man, there was a king of the Ammonites. His name was Naash. Naash the Ammonite. Now, watch this, watch this. How many would like to know what Naash's name means? Because it gives you great insight as to what's going on. Naash's name, his name means serpent. Automatically brings you an alert, right? Now, um, it is interesting that he had, uh, he, this man Naash was wreaking havoc on all the east side of the Jordan River. He was, in fact, uh, in some of the earliest manuscripts, you won't read this in every version of the Bible. You can read it in the New Living uh, Testament but this is what we read because it, it's found in the earlier copies of Scripture that Naash was, had put out all of the eyes, the right eyes, of, of the men on the, on, the, uh, on the east side of the Jordan River. Now, let me explain to you that Naash, he, uh, well, there, if you read that, that portion of Scripture, you will find out that there were 7,000 men that had come to Jabesh Gilead because they did not want their right eyes plucked out, all right? Now, I'm going to explain that for a moment. Now, that sounds very gruesome. So, Naash, having wreaked havoc, and that's just exactly what the devil does, right? He wants to wreak havoc in your life. He has come to kill, steal, and destroy. And it's a full-time job for him and all of his imps. They're engaged in destroying your life. That's why he don't care anything about babies. That's why he wants to kill them. He's ruthless. And you need to understand, he is an enemy of your soul. So, we find that the, uh, the, 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 this type, this, this, this uh, Naash was wreaking havoc all over that part of the country. Jabesh Gilead, he approached them and said to them, uh, in fact, Jabesh Gilead knew that they were under, uh, under his target. They were a target of his. And they said, they said first of all, well, uh, we, I think we'll just compromise with you. And, and you see, the, the devil will never take just a little bit He'll take everything. And the old saying is, if you give him an inch, he'll become your ruler. And they said, well, they said, he said, well, it, here's, here's my, I'm going to pluck out your right eye. Now, why, why would he want to take advantage of their right eye? 
because it would put them out of commission to do any warfare at all because with the shield they would hide their left eye and with their right eye they would take aim against the enemy and that's exactly what the devil wants to do he wants to take you out so that you don't have anything to fight with thank God we have the whole armor of God and we have the Lord of the Spirit which is the Word of God that we re we overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony we find that they said, well, you know, thank God that they had enough sense to say, hey, whoa, 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 let's hold off. I, I'm not going to do like everybody else. There's a world out there that is compromised and waved the surrender flag, and he has taken, and, 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 and he has taken, and he has taken, and he has taken. He's destroyed homes and families and finances and jobs, careers, uh, everything he has tried to take out. But somebody took a stand and said, no, I'm not going to do this. Give us some time to see if anybody will come to rescue us. Now, there's a little problem here. There's a little problem with Jabesh Gilead. Because there was a crisis at one time in Israel. And they called for everybody to come and fight, fight a battle. And everybody came but one group. You want to know who that was? Jabesh Gilead. And why? I mean, obviously they would be skeptical about the Lord, about anybody coming to their rescue. Because they didn't go. Aren't you glad of the grace of God? Aren't you glad for His mercy? What a wonderful story that, that, that shows us of God's grace and mercy. And so... Uh, then we find that they're just, they're just saying, well, I just give us some help. There was a new king in town. There was a new sheriff in town. His name was Saul, a man who had an encounter with God. A man who had a momentary encounter with God. When the Spirit of God came on him, he started prophesying. When he walked away from a word from the Lord, his heart was changed. And he was changed into another man. And he became the leader of Israel. Because God brings things together for such a time as this. Can I tell you, as we sang this morning, uh, uh, even when you don't know it, he's working even with you, listen, I, I have news to tell somebody in here. You are going through a tough situation, a very difficult moment in your life, but God's already been working when you didn't even know it. He, in fact, you're probably just a few days out from seeing God do something supernatural in your life. Woo! I've, I'm not even you, and I'm excited for you. You ought to be jumping up and down on the inside. Well, I know that's for somebody else. This, mm, this is not the lottery we're playing this morning. That somebody else is going to win. This, you're all winners when you take the Word of God and you believe in faith. God is working on your behalf. He works all things together for good. To them who love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. They sent out a call. For help. And we find out that Saul, the, the king, the new king of Israel, heard about it. It infuriated him. He got righteously indignant. 
He was so mad. I'm sure he got a little, he, he, he ran a little, uh, you know, uh, he, he ran some, uh, got some information on this Naaz dude and found out that he was a huge threat. You know, the devil doesn't work out there sometimes just out in the light. He's always somewhere else working in the dark. That's the way he operates. But he can be exposed by the light, by the time the sun gets hot. He's exposed to the light. Here they are, the men of Jabesh Gilead. They're afraid. They're, 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 they're about to, to, to have every, everything taken from them. It wasn't just going to be their right eye. It was going to be their entire life. They were going to be made slaves forever. Can I tell you, there's a devil who's made slaves of people and they don't even know it. They're slaves of him. But Jesus came to set the captive free. And whom the Son makes free is free indeed. God's about to give us some liberty in this house today because the Spirit of the Lord is here. And so Saul says, he hears about them crying. He said, what, what's going on? Why are these people crying? And they give him the story. Naash has threatened the men of Jabesh Gilead. Saul says, well, he does more than say. He sends a very alarming message to all of Israel. He, he is kind of crude, but he dissects, he dissects an animal and sends the limbs to all the 12 tribes of Israel and says, if you don't show up, this is the way you're going to look. Ooh, that's, uh, that's leadership. <laughs> yeah, we're so passive. This is important stuff. Listen, can I tell you, life and death right now, that, that's the choice you have. Jesus came to give you life and life more abundant. This is not a game we're playing. This is not just something, we, oh, we're just going to go to church, we're going to do our Sunday thing, everything's going to be fine. No. You, by stepping in that door, became a huge target to the enemy. But he has no authority over you, no power over you. <laughs> the Bible says you will tread on serpents and scorpions and nothing by any means shall harm you. You talk about a God moment back uh, several years ago. Well, actually in, in 2018, the Lord spoke to me. I was praying. The Lord spoke to me. He said, I want you to memorize Psalms 91. Psalms 91. So I memorized Psalms 91. I just thought, okay, Lord, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I'll say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God. Him will I trust, you know. Just, and, and, and then it says, no plague shall come near me, my house. Not knowing that in March of 2020, we will have already prepared our church for what was coming. And you know what? Yeah, people in our church got COVID. I cannot, I cannot be everybody's doorkeeper. Your pastor cannot be everybody's, you know, shelter. The Lord is our shelter. He is our refuge. He is a present help in the time of trouble. And I knew, God, that's a God moment. You know why Psalms 91 
You know why I know that Psalms 91 scares the devil so bad? Have you read the temptation of Jesus? And you know what scripture the devil used to Jesus? Psalms 91. He showed his hand. And when he shows his hand, you need to take advantage of that because we know that that word of God has power and authority over him. Saul encouraged all the people to gather together so they could fight against against Naash, against the enemy. One can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. That's why we need each other. We've got to have each other. We're better together. And so they all came together. But before they did, they they sent a messenger to the men of Jabesh Gilead. And here's what they said. Tomorrow, by the time the sun is hot, you shall have help. Boy, that just absolutely leaped in my spirit when I heard that. I thought, oh, thank you, Jesus. I can't wait to take this message and share it with people. I can't wait to tell people, by the time the sun gets hot, tomorrow you shall have help. Can you believe with me, tomorrow something's going to happen in your life? Can you believe that? I was just at a church a few weeks ago. A church, church, uh, just a small church. In fact, it was, a, it, was, it was in Greer's Ferry. The Lord gave me a word that morning. And he said, uh, he said I, want, I need you to tell somebody that, uh, that, uh, that uh, something they've been dealing with for a long time, in just a matter of two weeks, it'll be settled. I got word from the pastor just, just about two weeks ago that a man in that congregation had been dealing with a lawsuit for two years. And before that two weeks was up, the sun came up and that lawsuit was settled. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. God's still speaking today. I said, God's still speaking today. And he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord would say to us. I want to tell you, by the time the sun gets hot, you shall have help. But I want to give you the backdrop of this. Let me give you just a couple of stories, okay? I'm going to give you a, a couple of stories, and, 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 then, and then I'm going to, I, want to, I want to show you what I believe this means in our, in our particular context. So, there are a couple of stories in the Bible that refer to the sun in victory, One of those is a victory where Joshua was fighting this battle, right? I believe it was the the Amorites, maybe. And uh, uh, it wasn't going as quickly as it needed to. So what happened is, is is that the Lord commanded the sun and the moon to stand still. Can I tell you, God is commander over this universe. He sits on the throne. He is sovereign, and he can do what he will. And he told that sun to stand still, and it stood still. God is a miracle worker. You say, I don't know how all that. I know your scientific mind is going crazy right now. I don't know how all that that, that takes place. I'm telling you, he's God, and he created this thing. And if he wants to disrupt the modern flow of things, then he can do that. And then we find out there was also a time when Hezekiah was very sick. 
And, 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 and uh, in fact, uh, how would you like it when, when the man of God comes in and says, you, you might as well get your house in order because today you're going to die. So, so Hezekiah, uh, 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 he turned his face to the wall and he began to pray. And before the Isaiah got completely out of the, I think he might have got out of the room, he came back in and says, God's had mercy on you and he's going to heal you and he's going to give you 15 more years. Glory to God. And he said, what sign do you want? Do you want the sun to go down or do you want the sun to come up? He said, I want the sun to come up. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so the sun, the sun went, went back. I'm telling you, the, it's, it's time for somebody to realize in this house, by the time the sun gets hot, you shall have help. Amen. So what are you talking about? Well, you know, some people say, well, you just spiritualize the scripture so much. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Because I believe there's a word from the Lord for us. By the time the sun, the S-U-N, gets hot, you shall have help. Let me, give you, let me give you just a few things here. Because when I talk about the sun this morning, I'm not talking about the sun that's in the sky. I'm talking about the S-O-N, the son of the living God, who said, let there be light. And there was light. God said, let there be light. Who was that light? It wasn't the light of the sun or the moon. It was the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. That light is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. So when I say by the time the sun gets hot, because I'm talking about none other than the Lord Jesus Jesus Christ, by the time the sun gets hot, you shall have help. Praise God. I don't believe you. How come you're not running or shouting or anything, right? You're digesting it, right? You said, okay, okay, so just so you understand what I'm saying, Psalms 8411. You know what that is? God is our son, S-U-N, hello, and shield he will give grace and glory and no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly the God is our Sun and shield God is your Sun and shield he will give grace and glory and no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly by the time the Sun gets hot you shall have help you still need some more you still want some more Malachi chapter 4 verse number 2 but to you who fear my name, the S-U-N, the Son of Righteousness, shall arise with healing in his wing. The Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. Let's take it a little bit further here. I, I could give you plenty. The star of Jacob, the, 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 the prophecy in Numbers chapter 24, the star of Jacob. That star of Jacob is the star is the sun, by the way. That star of Jacob that he was pointing to is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. He said this, the light will come. And, he, and it was a prophecy about uh, the sun, Jesus Christ. The light's going to come to Galilee in the dark places. And the light did come. But watch this. The sun of righteousness shall arise. With healing in his wings. 400, 400 silent years. 400 dark years. Without a prophetic word. 
How would you like it never to be able to, we, we got a real taste of it during COVID, but how would you like it that for, for uh, 400 years you never hear a prophetic word? But then the light came. That light in that manger. The light, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. That light that shone in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. By the time the sun gets hot, you shall have help. They didn't know, they didn't know that their help was there. Just maybe some of you this morning don't realize your help is here. The devil's blinded you. By the time the sun gets hot, you shall have help. What's this? What's this? Here's what we find. He lived his life. He came on purpose. The devil said, I'm going to snuff that light out if it's the last thing I do. And then Jesus suspended between heaven and earth. And the light went out. He died. And it was sad, right? Hope was gone. Fear came. People's lives and hopes were shattered. But they didn't know that God was working on their behalf. And while Jesus was dead, he was fully alive. Can you imagine what it was like when he gave up the ghost, where he went? Before he ascended, pastor, he descended. And the dark caverns of the deep, first time ever that they saw a sun come up. And those who were in paradise and bound, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. And he was resurrected. And before the sun came up on resurrection morning, the sun, the Lord Jesus Christ, had come. And it gives hope to all of us. And I have come to tell you, by the time the sun got hot, you have help. You have help. why you sit here with hope today as I I think about so many God moments in my life so many I saw when I was just a teenager I saw a, a woman's leg that was shorter than the other grow out right before my eyes I thought oh my god this lady that was one night on a Saturday night she was crippled and couldn't get up any steps on Sunday morning. God did the miraculous, and she was totally and completely healed. Glory to God. My God's an awesome God. I, I, I was writing this morning. I was just writing a list of, of God moments in my life. When a guy whispered in my ear, he said, as, as a teenager, he said, Son, you realize God has more for you than just singing? And it leaped in my spirit, you have a call to preach the gospel. By the time the sun gets hot, you shall have help.
I'm going to ask you to stand this morning with me if you would. I do believe that I, I have a word for somebody here this morning. Sometimes things just come to my head and I have to really work at. Um, I just want to make sure it's God. I don't want to, don't want to be off base here. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not more spiritual than anybody else here, so don't, you know. I've been fasting 30 days, you know. Because the devil say, you don't have a word from the Lord. You, you know, you're not, you're not good enough to have a word from the Lord. I'll tell you what came in my mind, and just one word, just one word he gave me, and, and, and it's a name. It's a name that came to my mind, and I'm not saying the person by that name is here. You may be, I don't know, but I'm going to tell you what I believe the Lord has. So this morning, early, I wasn't even thinking, wasn't even thinking on, in these terms, wasn't even reading in the scripture about it. But the name Lydia came to my mind. And Pastor, I, I, you know, again, I'm struggling. I want to make sure, okay, what, what's this about? And so I go over into Acts chapter 16, and I read about Lydia. Lydia was a very, she was a, she was a professional. Uh, she was in the garment industry. Uh, particularly in the in the color of purple and she was so engaged in in her business that she left very little room for the things of God now she was interested in the things of God she was hungry for the things of God but a lot of things had taken her into other directions Till she joined a beach prayer meeting of women. And I believe that beach prayer meeting of women caused the Apostle Paul to hear the clarion call, the voice from Macedonia to come. And he came and he preached. Here's what he did. He preached the gospel to Lydia. And Lydia wholeheartedly committed her life to follow Jesus. This is the phrase I want you to hear. And not only was Lydia baptized, but her entire family. Now for somebody in this house, your name may not be Lydia. It may be, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to say, bless God, uh, Lydia, where are you this morning? And if you're Lydia, you're freaking out right now. <laughs> But what you need to be concerned about is, where are you in your relationship with God? And that's not just for the Lydia in the house, but it's for every one of us. Where are you in your relationship with God? Are you in a crisis moment that says, you know what? I need the sun to come up in my life. For Lydia, for Lydia it says she was baptized and her household. And Lydia, if you're listening to me this morning, you have, a Christ, you have a crisis in your household. 
The Lord wants you to know by the time the sun gets hot, you shall have help. By the time the sun gets hot, you shall have help. All this mess that's going on, the Lord says, I've been working already. I've been working already, but what you have to do is obey. You have to respond. You have to cry out for help. You can't compromise. Listen, when you heard this word, you know what the Bible says? When Jabesh Gilead heard the word, you know what they did? Here's what they did. They were glad. Had anything changed? No. They just simply heard a word from the Lord. The sun hadn't even came up. Your sun's already up. You ought to be acting in faith already. My prayer's answered. My prayer's answered. Now here's, here's what I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask you to respond to the altar. We're going to have a closing prayer. And if this has resonated with you, maybe you're in a battle. Maybe in a huge battle against the enemy. Maybe your family is in a huge battle. Maybe, maybe you're, you're not right with God. You know where you need to be with the Lord. You know, I, I can tell you so many times the Lord financially has, has, has come to our rescue. Just financially. I had a guy one time, one time, he gave me $2,000 cash. One night after a Sunday morning service, I'm saying this for somebody in this house, after a Sunday morning, after a Sunday night service, a guy, a guy in my church says, I want to, can I meet with you? I thought, oh no, man, I've preached all day long, I'm exhausted, and I've got to deal with you. <laughs> Come on, somebody. He sat out and wrote our church a check for $100,000. God is concerned about every aspect of your life. I don't know. Does anybody need the sun to come up in your life? I'm going to ask you to step out of your pew right now. Just boldly step out. If God has spoken to you, Lydia, you need to come. Because I'm telling you, your miracle is on, on the way. Come on. Step out. Come on. Step out. Come on. Come on. Come on. Step out. If I thought for one moment today was my miracle Sunday, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sit back. If I thought, can you give them room? Let's so we can get them, get them up here. So we just give them room. Y'all come on as, quick, as closely as you can and give people room so they can get down the aisle. I can't tell you how excited I am about the prospect, Pastor, of what God's about to do in somebody's life. About the, about the stories, the God moments that God is about to bring about in your life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. There's going to be some stories. Maybe if you don't mind...
and, and, and you're a prayer partner, I ask you to come and stand. Would you stand with them? I'm gonna, we're just going to do some prayer, praying over some, some of these people today. Just believe in God, would you? Hello, this is Greg Sanders, pastor of the Assembly here in Cabot. I want to say thanks for listening today. If you are ever in the Cabot area, we'd love to have you join us for a service. For service times, check out our webpage at theassemblycabot.com. Thanks again for listening. We hope you have a great day and God bless.